Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and as always I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Sip. And then uh, return guest for now, what, the third time I think, third right? Third time. Joe from Mythic Markets. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well it's always great having you in because it gives me a chance to talk a little Star Trek, which uh, we might get into a little later. <laughs> we usually do. Yeah. I've watched, I think, two more episodes since. Great. Great job, Christian. <laughs> really. Really put there's, in a, there's a lot of great content right now. There's a, there's a lot of great content. Man, I am running out of content to watch. So uh, it's it's cool that you're run. You've still got plenty. But raised, yeah, raised by wolves. Um, Ooh, raised by wolves. Have you seen that one, Joe? I haven't. Oh, oh. fuck, it's yeah, good. It's good. I've it, been on my like second or third watch of like Avatar: The Last Airbender. So. Yeah, I rewatched that. Uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and then I got halfway through Legend of Korra. Because that's all they had on CBS All Access, and then now it's all on Netflix with no commercials. So I'm I'm going to jump back into it. Lovecraft Country, you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, that's, uh, a, that's another good one. So no HBO Max is what you no. said. <laughs> HBO Max is throwing out some bangers. Dude, like they're they're killing they it. They right came now. hard. Yeah, exactly. They they've. I don't know how that app kind of snuck in. They're just at first it was just like, hey, it's an update. You know, it's a. It's a new version of HBO, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, that sounds interesting. I'll just update it, and it's like, no, here's original content. Here's, you know, like DC, DC stuff, Studio Ghibli. I love it. It was pretty pretty awesome. So I really I really enjoy that, and I think they're only going to get better. I think it's because we're, we're plugging them for free, and they don't pay us. You know, the, they just got a bunch <laughs> of subscribes yeah. from us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, HBO, uh, call us, and we'll uh, – <laughs> All we, all we want is free HBO. So I mean, we'll have your people speak to our people. <laughs> our people is just it's just us. Yeah, but, so it's just, just tell us. <laughs> we also enjoy Hint here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, we were talking about it earlier. Like, man, what if we got like sponsored by Hint? I actually I know the CEO. Really? I do. Well, well, hey, 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 Hint Water. Yeah. It's so refreshing. These ones are kind of fun. These have a little caffeine to them. So if you're like you know dehydrated and tired, you know. It's <laughs> And also, it works as a diuretic, so then you just it keeps even. You yeah, it keeps even. Well, I really, li- I really like Hint because it's non-carbonated, flavored, calorie-free water, and like you know, you drink the bubbles all the time, and the carbon dioxide doesn't really quench that thirst. Sometimes when it's really hot or whatever, but uh, I like it. I, I like, like the sparkling one. I'm the opposite. I like sparkling water too, but you know, I but like. But they, they have a sparkling water. They do. Yeah, I've had it a couple times. I've had, I've sampled all of their products. <laughs> I love Hint Water. Okay, well let's uh, let's get down to it and talk some nerdy confessions. We're gonna uh, obviously one of the reasons we have Joe here is he's gonna talk about uh, a new offering from Mythic Markets. So that's gonna be really cool. Uh, but before that, let's start nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. You want to go, Christian? Yes. The Avengers game. Ooh. I was not a big fan in the beginning, and I thought I was going <laughs> to... The, well, the beginning like a week ago? Yeah, like a week ago. No, well, <laughs> so when they dropped the videos, and I like, I really didn't like the design of the characters, it, it looked really rough. Mm-hmm. But I feel... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they fixed it, or maybe they just grew on me, because when the game dropped, it looked a lot better. I think they might have updated the uh, character models, because it, it does... Like Thor in particular and Captain America, I think both look a lot better. Yeah. Now that now that the game's actually out, so I remember when I saw Captain America, it's like, like that's yeah. what they that's what they're going with. Ooh. <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely better. Um, now starting or playing the game, I I just I like that they all have different fighting styles. I like that they all have different playing styles. I'm just like, 
Hulk is I I love him in video games. I just feel like he it's I don't know if it's the physics of him moving like mm-hmm. yeah, he's supposed to be slow and lumbering, but it just seems off to me. At least the Hulk. Everyone else is fun to play. Um Iron Man is great. I just got um Thor back, so Thor was great. Nice. So, I mean, the more I play, the more I'm getting into. It. So, <clears throat> hopefully it gets it gets keeps getting better, but I I thought it was going to be worse than what it is. Yeah. Well, I've been playing it too, and, and I like it so far. I will say that I think the game was a little overambitious for what it was trying to be. Like Crystal Dynamics, who's based in Redwood City over here, um, down 101, and um, they set out to create like a Destiny-like experience almost, but with Marvel Avengers, right? And it, it it's an interesting idea, but like the whole point of like say Destiny or uh, – uh, borderlands or fallout is like you want to get all this loot right and all the loot changes how you play the game and the loot in this game just doesn't seem to really change much i mean it gives you perks and stuff but yeah, it, it doesn't change your appearance it doesn't give you new abilities necessarily it just it'll up your like yeah. your defense or up your offense or your melee attacks yeah or like sometimes it'll like oh it adds plasma damage to heavy attack chains or something like that but so um, but I mean, it's fun. It's a fun, entertaining game. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what, what DLC comes out for it. I know Spider-Man is already confirmed as an additional character coming out later. Ooh. Um, it'll be interesting if they use the character model from the Spider-Man PS4 game, cause he is going to be a PS4 exclusive character. Nice. I tried to, to keep an open mind because I just finished playing Ghost of Tsushima and that was such an amazing oh, yeah. game. So it's like, all right, well, you know, you're going from that to something else. Like, you know. Ghost of Tsushima shits on it, so <laughs> it's just it. That game was so good. And I feel like Avengers they should have like just taken more time, fixed a couple more things, and just released it on the PS5 with with higher graphics. Sure, the load screens are killer, and hopefully once PS5 comes out, those will. That's the only part out. I hate when you when you die. It's like oh my god, oh, you gotta oh go back to that super long load yeah. screen. Go cook myself dinner, and then I come <laughs> back, and it loads <laughs> loads me in again. Maybe like Final Fantasy will get the remake. Yeah, the remake of it, like just immediately or in ten years, <laughs> fifteen years, however long it was for Final. But the Fantasy. story's cool. I like where it's going. Yeah, I like. I will say when I first saw it coming out, I'm like, why is Miss Marvel in there? Because she she's not really the same caliber of Avenger as you know Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and so I was like, well, why is she in there and not someone like you know like Hawkeye or Ant Man or whatever, and. But seeing her story and how they introduce her, how she's like this Avengers super fan, and then you know she ends up joining them and pulling them out of retirement, so to speak. Um, I, I really liked it, and the voice acting is great on yeah, it. Yeah, the so. voice, the caption, and the, the faces look like I'm like at times I feel like I feel like I'm looking at an actual person. Like yeah. they're really, really. She's not a famous person. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice if they scanned like Chris <laughs> Evans in there or something. You know, just a very normal looking Thor. <laughs> uh. Joe, you want to do your nerdy confession? You have something good? Um, you know, I, I feel like every time I, I come onto the show that uh, I have a Star Trek nerdy confession. Yes. Fine. <laughs> Fine. And uh, I would say that, uh, uh, you know, I, I might have mentioned this last time, but it's okay, something that... Some that background music. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, this will be a TNG nerdy confession. I don't have that one, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we couldn't get that one clear. Couldn't get that one. It's too new. Um... But uh, <laughs> uh, I bought a um, 
a Bluetooth uh, speaker that looks like the Enterprise, and it's got all the lights and all this other stuff. And it's a Bluetooth speaker, which is great. Mm -hmm. The thing I really like about it, though, is that it's got essentially, um, it's like a sleep machine as well. Nice. And you fall asleep to the smooth stylings of, you know, the sounds of space. Nice. You get to, uh, like, like the Enterprise just at cruising speed. Just whoop, 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 whoop. Like, yeah, it does have that, that, that um, electronic the, hum kind of thing. Kind and just like, yeah, that's so cool. Oh, it's it's amazing to fall asleep to. Yeah, I bet. Do you have like cool like space streams and stuff like that? Um, I, I, I well, they were gonna have to put that in the extra content, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> why does it get X rated or something? Uh, green women. Yeah, green women. <laughs> Oh no, counselor! <laughs> I just watched. Uh, you'll know. I'm sure you'll know the episode. I think it's called. Is it Measure? No, um, the one where she gets, uh, where Deanna Troy gets her brain taken over by the empath guy, who's the ambassador, and he puts his like mother, quote unquote, into her. Yeah. Um, I what violations. Was. Violations. Is that what it is? And like sh- she answers the door all like hot and bothered, and Riker's like Deanna, and I was like, oh shit. This is this is the episode for all the you know Star Trek nerds. I definitely haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's a good one. I forget what season. I think that's season six. I think. I just every once in a while when I want to you know relax a little bit, I throw on some uh, Next Generation because that's my absolute favorite. And then uh, I have a friend. Oh, actually, you might. I think he was the one who introduced you to us. Our friend Stephen, Stephen Gopez, and he um, he. Uh, I made him watch Next Generation, so he watched all of that. And then um, he's like, which one should I start after that? Should I start, you know, Deep Space Nine or Voyager or the original? I'm like, Steven, I think you should watch Voyager. And he was like, okay, I'm going to watch Deep Space Nine. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> I am a huge DS9 fan. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that is the more popular of those other sp- spinoff shows, if you will. I, I would agree. Yeah. And – I definitely like parts of it, but I just, as a whole, I don't like it as much as Voyager. Why? Because, and here's this, I'm going to lay some trek on you, Christian. So All right, yeah, I'm ready. If you don't understand, it's okay, <laughs> just go with it. But my whole, my whole reasoning for it is I really enjoy Star Trek from a exploration point of view, like, you know, explore, you know Space the Final Frontier going where no man has gone before that kind of thing um and i really enjoyed that that um in voyager the whole premise of the show so this doesn't really give anything away if you're going to watch a 20 year old show 20 years yes something like that um is that the starship voyager basically gets launched to the other the delta quadrant of the galaxy okay which is and it's they're trying to get back home if they go through a black hole wormhole tear temporal rift or some shit like that okay and it's going to take them traveling at you know warp 9.9 or whatever they can go um oh, that's fast because the one that i saw they hit 10 when it was just like incredible or yeah. something that was with uh, well each one of those little points gets crazier as the closer you get to 10 or something okay. i don't know i don't know if that's true i feel like it that's is. true yeah nice <laughs> um so the uh they get launched all the way on the other side of the galaxy and I forget what the uh, time frame of them getting back to the Alpha Quadrant, which about is about seventy years. Seventy years, 70, I think it was. Years, yeah. yeah, seventy thousand light years. So they they basically they just have to go top speed for seventy years to get back home. Okay. Not to mention, and and they're they're on a 
ooh, I don't remember what the class ship is, but it's not the big one like like the um, Enterprise. It's like a Intrepid class or something. It, it may be that I don't know. Ooh. Not that nerdy. Ooh. Finally really stumped him. <laughs> Finally something stumped me. I don't know what it is, but it, it's a smaller ship because I think the Enterprise, at least like the Enterprise D, which is the main one that you see in Next Gen for most of the uh, show, holds like has a like crew uh, complement of like twelve, like twelve hundred people or something like something that. Something like that. It's a and this class in. In Voyager, it's much less. It maybe it's you know maybe it's like five hundred people or four hundred people. So for you, size matters. This the ship is smaller. I'm the- just saying, you know, it's it's they've got less people, so you know it's it's more urgent when people start getting blasted and uh, you know assimilated by the Borg and shit like that. And then also they have to think about food, water, fuel. You know, they need some more dilithium crystals. I thought they just made their own food. Like they just yeah, have- it all runs off of dilithium energy. You need power to do that. So all right, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so they need to like constantly like resupply. They start growing food on the ship and stuff. So I really like that that aspect of it where, you know, they're they're surviving, but they're also going to places that no one has ever gone before, anyone from our galaxy. Cuz in a lot of next gen and even in the original series, they're <clears throat> going they're going on like diplomatic missions to, you know, to Vulcan or Andor or whatever. These different these different planets that we've already gone to um, but in Voyager everything's new because no one's ever been out that far and then the other thing I really like is once seven of nine gets introduced she has a really cool um, you know she's a uh, Borg who they unassimilate essentially and um, they have a really cool storyline with her where she's trying to gain her humanity back very similar and reminiscent of data in next gen where he's trying to find humanity. And I really, I think that's a really compelling. So what was it that you didn't like? So what I don't like about deep space nine is that it's on a, it takes place mostly on a space station called deep space nine. And so it's, it's not so much going out and exploring new places. It's like the, it's a lot of the politic political and socio uh, political like goings on of dealing with, um, the uh ooh, what's what's the the main race the one that um the Cardassians? Well, the Cardassians, but Cardassians? The Cardassians. <laughs> they have like big asses and no, they big... have they have like weird spoon nodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, the the ones that they are that they like enslaved basically. Pajorans. Pajorans, yeah. So the the it focuses a lot on like the the interactions between those two races and like. Basically, this space station was under Cardassian rule for a long time, but the Federation took it back over, and now these people who were basically almost like enslaved and like wait, uh, so who were the white people in this scenario? Uh, I guess it would be the Cardassians, probably. <laughs> like, if you want to go, yeah. I mean, they they were like the overlords, basically. Okay, people people call them like space Nazis. Space Nazis, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Very little of exploration going on. So that's the part you dislike is that they lost rule of the other race. No, I just don't like that they don't go anywhere, you know. And then they they the main ship that you see in this one is the Defiant, which is a battleship, basically. It's basically it's, a tank. It's yeah, it's basically a tank. It's a small ship. It's very fast and heavily armored, which to me kind of goes against what Star Trek's all about. You know, Gene Roddenberry never really. He wanted space to be an exploration and furthering of the human race. 
and like we've evolved outside of money and war and things like that. And so the defiant, I don't feel fits into that vision. And then also, um, even though I'd like him, I love, I love Quark and his bar, but Quark is a um, Ferengi who is obsessed with money and they're always hanging out at his bar and he's always trying to make money. Wait, but there's no money involved. But so there is because he deals in like latinum and then there's federation credits that the federation makes so that they can interact with other you know uh, civilizations who still use money so it's weird i just i don't know it, there's some really good stuff because like one of my favorite characters in star trek is Worf, and once he joins deep space nine i'm really into it because then you get to see more of him and how he interacts especially now that he's not on the enterprise and stuff um we also got miles Miles, Miles Morales is, or not nope. Miles Morales, uh, Miles. <laughs> Holy shit, Spider-Man fucking shows yeah, up. Yeah, Spider-Man shows up. This is crazy. Um, what's, uh, Miles? O'Brien. that's right. And you see him and his family. Um, so there, there's some good stuff in there. It's just overall, like, if I had to pick a series that I liked overall more, it would be Voyager. But I have watched both of them, though I think, I, I don't think I've watched the last, like, one and a half seasons of Deep Space Nine. I still have to go All back. All these Star Trek fans. That is that, is that like... Some of the best stuff in there. It's outstanding. Yeah. Okay. See, that big that, rant just made so many people wet because they were yeah. like so excited about you talking about Star Trek. That'll be my nerdy confession is that I'm not a huge fan of Deep Space Nine, but seeing <laughs> All as, right, Joe, now tell me why he's wrong. Seeing as we're <laughs> in a quarantine, I will I'll make an effort to go back in and watch it. But yeah, what you know, what makes that your your next favorite after next gen? Deep Space Nine? Yeah. Um what I really like about Deep Space Nine is that you can go it is you go really, really deep um, into nice. the character. Deep Space Nine. In, into the character. Oh, right. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go deep into the characters, the relationships. Um, it does go into politics and war. Um, and you also get to you know have these big, um, big long uh, show arcs. So, you know, seven episode show arcs. Yeah. And so um, you're like watching a, a movie. In, in some ways, I will say that that, that it's more like a um, a serialized show than any of the other ones have been in the past. Definitely. So it's not like so. so Voyager is more like Alien of the Week mm-hmm. until um, you know the board get reintroduced. Sure. Uh, so it's difficult to have sort of um, you a know to be invested line. in like an antagonist and and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. But I yeah I I think that all of those series, if you're into Star Trek or you've heard about Star Trek. And you, you want to get into it. First, I think everyone can agree, start with Next Generation. I think that's the absolute best out there. And then afterwards, pick pick your poison. And you, know, you can't really go wrong. Just don't watch Enterprise. <laughs> Enterprise got really... Okay, so Enterprise got really, really exceptionally good yeah. in the final season. It it did. I felt it was a little rushed. Obviously, they were getting canceled. So How many seasons was it? Uh, four, I think. Uh, it was four seasons. Four With seasons. the exception of that last episode. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. It, it, yeah, it didn't happen. Just like <laughs> Oh, it, it got Game of Thrones? Uh, it, it it was worse. It was like... Well, uh, worse air, than Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was like last airbender. Once... Oh, God. Once, once, they, uh, once they changed the theme okay, song. Okay, which one is this? This is called uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Okay, and now I just want to see because the train wreck. Yeah. I want to see. Well, it's... Uh. It's so the the premise of Star Trek Enterprise was turning into a Star Trek episode. I, I love it. It's finally happened. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, the the premise of Star Trek Enterprise is it's the first starship Enterprise. Okay. And um so it, it's um it's very much like a spaceship 
like uh, a relative of the spaceships we see today where like there's there's no beaming in and beaming out kind of thing though they do have they do have an experimental um, transporter but they only use it for like non-organic goods like crates and shit like Makes that sense. right and then when they come in to the ship because they don't have the beam transporter beaming in and out which can like uh, get rid of any parasites or germs that you would have brought on board they have to like rub each other down with the sparkly jelly and uh to decontaminate themselves there's <laughs> interesting scenes with that on there um but it, it's you know there's a lot of like a lot of like steel catwalks and stuff it doesn't look as futuristic as um so it seems like it, it would be more like a boat or something kind of yeah it's, it's very it, it feels like a submarine almost okay. like yeah. very i mean obviously it's bigger inside but um, yeah, it's interesting. I'd say it's worth a watch eventually. Just I wouldn't go, you know, right after next gen. There's a lot of better Star Trek out there to watch. Yeah, so I wouldn't watch it in sort of chronicle chronological order for yeah, um, you know how the, the, for the timeline. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Just because um, to do that, you'd have to go Enterprise. Or no, I guess you'd have to watch Discovery first, right? Mm-hmm. Discovery, then Enterprise, then the original series. And then the animated series, if you if you really wanted to, um, and then you would go into Next Gen and uh, Voyager and Deep Space Nine, um, and then Picard, and then Picard. Yep, yep. Um, and then and then season three of Discovery, because <laughs> apparently that's going to be in the future too. So, um, but yeah, I think it's you know there's um, and the original series like I I enjoy it for for what it was and what it brought us, but it's you know it's fucking old it's rough watching <laughs> yeah it's like there's some questionable like uh you know oh, it wouldn't pass for it wouldn't pass uh today <laughs> yeah was there, like get a lot canceled. Of, was there a lot of slapping women go make me a sandwich yeah type of thing? Like, well they were hysterical christian you had to slap them <laughs> so that they would calm down um yeah there's there's some interesting stuff in there and like well the big deal was that you know when when kirk kisses uhura it's the first interracial kiss on tv so i mean it it's definitely coming from a different time. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's there's some great stuff in there, fighting the Gorn, um, you know. That's the, the reptilian thing, right? Yes, where yeah. he does the, like, the two-handed yeah. punch. Which you no know, one ever does. There's no martial arts that does that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Joe. Have you seen uh, The Lower Decks? Oh, uh, I okay. You mean the show? The show, uh, The Lower Decks, yeah. You got me there. Not yet. So I, I think you should, uh, you should check it out because... They, it's kind of like if the writer's a family guy, um, like maybe the second second unit writer's a family guy, so not the main ones, but some 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 of those guys made a cartoon about Star Trek, and it's all about the the grunts who are working in, down in engineering, who are cleaning out the Jeffries tubes and stuff like that, and um, but they do make fun of some of the hilarious things that happen in Star Trek. So at one point, in one of the episodes, the 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 um, uh, what's I want to say first mate, but that's not right. The um, first officer, first officer, <laughs> number one, uh, who's played voiced by Jerry O'Connell from like what Scream and whatever mm-hmm. sliders, eight, eight, sliders, eight legged freaks. Um, he's uh, fighting some giant monster, and he does like the two handed punch thing. The Kirk like boo, and he just and he beats this giant monster up by doing just that. It was it was funny to see that the showrunners because you know. Brandon Braga and uh, I forget the other guy's name, um, who always runs Star Trek now, know that that's a funny, you know, 
instance. It's a meme now. A meme, exactly. So but, they know they know what they're doing. But for everybody out there, if you haven't seen Lower Decks uh, uh, on the original, or sorry, Next Gen, outstanding episode, one of the best. Oh, which which one, what happened in that one? I don't remember. That was when they follow uh, those four um, cadets and ensigns. Oh yes, and, yes, yes. And um, uh, the they, one blue there was guy. One with the, well, yeah. And then there's the Bajoran. Yeah. Um, uh, who they? Ooh, who won't, they won't let them wear the the jewelry. Uh, no, no, no. That would be well, Ensign Rowe, I think. But oh, sorry, gotcha. the Bajoran. Um, I can't remember her name, but she was part of um, Red Squad uh, in the academy. But they basically sent her off to her death. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, with the. Um, well, don't, don't spoil it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I haven't but seen yeah. that one. But that's cool. Yeah, I think I think that I think I remember the episode you're talking about, and it so good. was very good. But yeah, the Lower Decks TV show is now out on CBS All Access. You should check it out as a Star Trek fan. I think there's enough funny jokes in there where I'm just like, you know, it's. I'm glad that the people involved in Star Trek realize that there's some hilarious stuff that goes on. I will fire up the torrent as soon as I get home. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's let's talk some Fantastic Four. Um, and why why are we discussing Fantastic Four, Joe? So our latest drop, Fantastic Four number one, uh, dropped today, uh, next uh, a week from now as you hear it, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, it's a $32,000 book, um, and uh, shares are $32 a piece. So there's 1,000 shares. So the IPO launched today. Very yes. cool. And um, it seems a little weird. I mean, for you guys in the Bay Area, like that it would drop on the day of the apocalypse. If I can yeah, happen. exactly. <laughs> I wish we had something. Uh, Smoke avatar- Machine went... A little crazy, didn't it, Joe? When you uh, were, <laughs> I, I apologize for uh, <laughs> going a little we, overboard. We we did, um, we we did a big reveal. Yeah, and uh, some fireworks went off yeah. and went into uh, some dry grass. Yeah, it was it was the Fantastic Four reveal party. <laughs> yeah, fire that happened, and it it's just, a comic book, dude. It looks like Night of the Comet outside. For the Cody wouldn't know that because he doesn't watch great eighties movies, but. It, it looks like Dune. You're gonna a have great to cut 80s in movie. Some uh, B-roll from outside later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put some of that in for sure. Yeah, it, it looks like. Uh, also, we were joking that, you know, the Dune trailer for uh, Dennis Denise Villeneuve. I, f- I don't know. How, I think that's how you kind of say his name. Yeah, I don't know. He's that uh, directing the new Dune movie that's coming out um, whenever theaters open again. Um, the trailer dropped today, and now it looks like we're on planet Arrakis, which is the Dune <laughs> planet, also known as Dune, where the big sandworms are always going up and the orange spice is in the air. Yeah. Did I miss that in the trailer? They didn't show the, the big worm, did yeah, they? Yeah, they did, right they, at the end. Um, big-ass fucking worm comes up out of sand. I think I might have cut the yeah, last you, bit. You missed the gigantic sandworm. <laughs> what I did see looked great. It, yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited for it. But yes, so Fantastic Four number one, and so you guys, I think, I think you told us off air last time you were here that you were like, oh, I think we're going to get it, or you were about to about to pick it up, kind of thing. So that's a that's a cool book and a very important book when it comes to you know comic book history. It was one of the what the first. It was Marvel's first family, first uh, team at least with Marvel. I think that uh, Justice League came before them. Sure. Yeah, the first family of Marvel. Got uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Johnny. I almost said Johnny Blaze, Johnny Storm and uh, Ben Grimm, and of course, the 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 thing that's great about the Fantastic Four is that some of the, like the best 
villains of Marvel history have come from there. So you have like Galactus, obviously the planet eater, right? But then you also have Doctor Doom, who is like one of my all-time favorite and one of your all-time favorite. One of my yeah, which I villains. I hope they do him right eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've had uh, they've had two shots, uh, three if you count the unreleased 1994 movie or whatever. Um, but it like he's just one of those villains that's like he's super smart. He's not always necessarily evil. He's just very yeah. self serving. Sometimes you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I'm trying to protect this country. But those know? are some of the best villains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones that you can kind of sympathize with. I think they did a pretty good job, even though. You know, I, I'm excited to see where they take him eventually. But Baron Zemo in the um, the Civil War, that was kind of an interesting take on him, where he was like, you know, his whole family basically got killed in uh, uh, what was it, Sokovia? Yeah. Um, and you know, you're like, oh, at the end, you're like, oh shit, this guy's actually. I mean, he's still a bad guy, but he's not necessarily evil. He just, uh, you know, he's been through it. Um, but yeah, so we thought it would be fun if we uh, talked a little bit about. Like what a potential new Fantastic Four movie could look like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because um, it's coming eventually. We don't we don't know exactly when. I think it'd be great if they introduced Doctor Doom in the next Doctor Strange uh, movie mm-hmm. because he actually is a magic user too, and like the movie's never focused on that, but he does use magic and he is very strong. I believe at one point he was even considered when uh, Doctor Strange lost. Being Sorcerer Supreme, he was gonna use one of the possible next candidates. So to bring him in, that would be great. And I mean, they're gr- probably gonna do all this weird, wacky time shit anyway in the Doctor Strange movie. So it could be a, a nice way of introducing him in there. Yeah, I think the Doctor Strange movie is a great opportunity for introducing some of these more out there characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, you know, not that the Fantastic Four is necessarily out there, but there's got to, you know, they are the first family of Marvel, right? They've they've been, you know, involved in all of the events that have happened in the Marvel Universe for, you know, almost its entire publication history. They're always somewhere in the background. So you've kind of got to explain why these the superheroed family has not been around in all of these movies during the whole thanos and ultron and all the other things right um so it'll be really interesting to see how they do it so one of the ways we've i think we've talked about it before on the podcast is that it would be cool if perhaps the um the plot of the movie was they've been trapped in like the negative zone or you know maybe going through dimensions like like the multiverse um ever since like the 60s and because of, you know, crazy dimensional time dilation or whatever, they haven't aged. It, you know, they thought they've been in there for, you know, a couple of days or something like that. And then they come back out and now they're in our modern times. We thought that would be kind of a cool thing. So they have like the 60s outfits, hmm. the big blue number fours and stuff, you know. Um, and then then they have kind of a – they kind of adapt to the newer technology and stuff. But they still have like an old school Fantastic Four car, the flying car and everything. Um Thought that would be an interesting way of doing it, and of course, the reason why they were trapped there is they were trying to contain Doctor Doom or you know stop him from doing something. So he gets pulled out too, and I think a good way of introducing that would be through like the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Though then again, I am trying to like, I'm trying to pull everything from that one movie, and I don't know if that's going to happen. But like you know, you could introduce Blade in that one. You could do Fantastic yeah. Four, Ghost Rider. You know, there's a lot of cool. Um, heroes who maybe don't fit into 
the Marvel world that we've seen, which is pretty low on magic. Now, now Doctor Strange is there, or maybe even uh, I don't. Know, I think it'd be tough, but because I have no idea really what they're gonna do with Wandavision. But um, yeah, I mean, even there, I mean, she could have possibly created them because she's so nerfed in the movies compared to in the comic books. Mm. So yeah, well, I think they did. I think she is going to show up in the Doctor Strange movie. Right, I think they said yeah. she was gonna cross over. So God knows whenever we're gonna get it, when they're gonna film it. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know everything's gotten so put on hold now with you know with uh, COVID and everything. But um, I mean, I'm sure they're just planning things. And then of course, you know, we lost uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, which is also very very sad. So I mean, Marvel's been through it, um, you know, and I'm sure they're they're uh, all kind of ha- collectively having meetings to kind of figure things out. But um, in, in Chadwick's case, though, it seems yeah. like this is something that they were probably aware of for a long time. I thought I read that they weren't, which I, it seems, like, pretty crazy to me. I would think you'd need to get insurance for, like, actors. Oh, and 100%. You, yeah, and you have to do, like, health checks. Yeah, I, I would imagine they, they – someone knew for sure. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, you know, and then uh, I think – I haven't read it yet, but I, I think someone was saying that they have come up with an idea or at least they're having meetings on what to do for, for – um, Black Panther too. So I heard Shuri it might become everyone's pretty much better. Yeah, I loved Shuri. She was she was one of my favorite characters. Um, though I like Okoye too. She, yeah, she's awesome. she was great. I mean, she would be great, but I don't I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, I mean, Shuri's in the same family, and she's really good with vibranium, so it makes sense. I think that would be the logical next step. Plus, Th- she's really young, so she you know she can throwing it out there. Not that I think it would ever happen. Carl Urban, Umbaku. Ooh, Umbaku would Umbaku be sick. would have been great. They're yeah. not mm. gonna do it, but I feel like, you know, he was kind of painted as a villain, but he was also fair. Like when he was hurt, he's like, "I right, no, we're not gonna kill him. Like right. we will nurse him back." He and he, his whole deal is like monkey stuff, though. Like they they have the ape village and everything. I yeah, but I don't think he would be the Black Panther. I just feel like he they have to change a, his whole aesthetic. I feel like they could do a very good. <laughs> Like redemption arc story with him. Rebranding's expensive, Christian. <laughs> you can't have to throw out all of his ape jackets. <laughs> I, I I thought they'd have a hard time, uh, you know, bringing uh, a new war machine into the fold. But I mean, they yeah. did a great job. Yeah, well, I think especially with that, I mean, um, Don Cheadle, he's such. First of all, he's such a good actor, but he's also has such great chemistry with all of those mm. guys. You know, he's not necessarily a main character, you know, but every scene he's in, he's hilarious, whether he's, you know, you know, giving shit to, you know, Thor or Captain America or whatever, you know, he, he steals the scene. So I think, I think, uh, Shuri, uh, could definitely do the same thing. And, you know, uh, T'Challa's character was always a very, you know, kind of, uh, reserved you know, solemn character. So having her being a little bit younger and more animated, I think could be a f- interesting take on the character. Um, I don't know. I don't think the, the Namor parallel works as good. Um, because I, 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 that was kind of our, our, um, isn't it interesting? how like the, the Marvel cinematic universe fans have, I feel like have just universally accepted that Namor's going to be, Namor's going to be there, yeah. or that he was going to, and it's like, there's no confirmation, but, I feel usually when the fans are feel that strongly about something, it usually happens. Also, we've said it on this podcast a few times. Yeah, and we so know Kevin it's... Feige <laughs> likes to listen to us. Um, but, yeah, I think that he played such a good like foil to T'Challa's character. I don't know if it, it's as effective with Shuri, but it could be. It could be like, you know, 
it could be that he moves in to take over Wakanda because he hears that the king has has died or something. You know, yeah. Another crazy thought: if Killmonger had not died, I would have said Killmonger would have been great. <sighs> also, with a great re- redemption story, like you know, he saw the error in his way. Yeah, because he wore the suit. I just don't like was... Michael B. Jordan. Is that really? A, is that a hot take? I that's like definitely him. a hot take. I just don't like him. Was it because of that character or no? No, I um I just. I've seen him in a, f- a few things, and he's he's been okay. He was okay in Fahrenheit 451, um, and he was okay in the Creed movie. But you know, I just I don't know. I I thought Killmonger was okay, but it just it wasn't as compelling of a character. I loved Killmonger. Really, he was one him. of those villains where it's like he's wrong, but I get it. Like yeah. I understand where he's coming from. It's not the right way. Well, well, I get that. I I think Killmonger's character is like that, but. I felt like anybody could have played that role. I didn't think he brought anything unique. Damn, that's a hot take. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Michael B. Jordan fan. I, really I, didn't, I didn't like him. like him necessarily as Killmonger either. But I thought he was great in Creed. Yeah, Creed was great, and I think I think he brought a lot more to that role. Like I have a hard time thinking of like who else could have done right. it, you know? But Killmonger, I feel like anyone could have done it. And come on, man, his better. Super Saiyan armor that he had that looked, <laughs> it looked like Vegeta's like outfit. That was dope. Well, well I mean. That's the costume department at Marvel. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Those guys are the real heroes. And the visual effects people. The visual effects people. Though that train scene did look kind of like garbage. Oh, yeah. That's true. But it's minus it, points. It's fine. Minus points. Everything else looked great. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, back to what were we talking about? Fantastic, Fantastic Four. <laughs> so I think the multiverse is a cool way of introducing them in there. Um, now let's talk casting. Who? What do you guys think would be, you know, let's, I guess we'll go around the actual team. Let's start Ben Grimm. It could be anybody, but who, who would you guys want to pick as the thing? Oof, it's clobbering really time. It is clobbering time. I um, mean, realistically, you could do almost anyone because right. they're going to CG the fuck out of that character. You know, I didn't, I actually liked the guy that they picked in the, uh, the first one, the guy from the shield. I, I'm oh yeah. Uh, d- uh, Ch- Michael Chitless. Because the way he speaks name. is kind of like how in my head I always heard mm-hmm. um, the thing. I would I would say him. I mean, also uh, the brother-in-law from Breaking Bad might might not be too Ooh, bad. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I like um, that one a lot. And again, like he doesn't have to be young. He doesn't have to be like jumping around doing mocap and shit like that. He's just got to do some voiceovers and he put a big you know. Some ping pong balls out there and just CG the fuck out. And of it. I feel bad I don't know these actors' names, but uh, Kingpin's dad in uh, Daredevil, I've seen him in Entourage oh. too. He wouldn't yeah, be I, too bad. I don't know his name. Yeah, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be too. He's bad. He's got that white guy East Coast. But voice I, I think good. you're onto something with uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, I can't think of his name either, but he he would be good. Um, He's one of those actors that are great, but you don't really see him in too many like big roles. Well, you know what's funny is. Ever since Breaking Bad came out, I've started noticing him in more stuff. Like yeah. he's he's been around yeah. for a long time. He's always a character actor, but I think I think he would be good. Um, I just watched The Firm, and he's in that. I just watched The Firm too. That's what I saw him in. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the this courtroom drama, like like hole that I went down in, and I was just like, I, I want to watch The Firm. I want to watch A Few Good Men. I want to watch like all these courtroom dramas. I watched Defending Jacob on Apple. TV Plus. That was a good show. Good show. That's the one with uh, Captain America in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Evans. Uh, I think who, who also was the Human Torch. Who was also the Human Torch? Yep. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was... Which is it, a nice segue into... Yeah, which is a nice segue into... Let me think. Uh, I think... That's why you don't like Michael B. Jordan, because he was the human torch in the, in the new one. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he, he that movie had so many problems with it. I fell asleep I feel like he twice. was... He was the least of them. I think that he did fine, and uh, uh, Rooney Mara did fine. It was just the writing was god-awful. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Doctor Doom was terrible. He was like a technomancer or something like that. He could like, control computers. Yeah, that was his whole deal. That I was yeah. seen it. Sorry. No. Oh, you, good. You yes. missed nothing. You're <laughs> fine. What are you talking about, Christian? He should totally watch it. <laughs> uh, no, I thought he was fine in that. Um, I would like. Uh, you know who I wouldn't mind as a uh, Johnny Storm would be, and I doubt he would do this because of the show that he's in now. But I think Grant Gustin from um, from the Flash TV show, I think he would be an interesting Johnny Storm. Is he the Flash? He is the Flash, <laughs> so probably not. I don't know. I, I feel like he's too skinny. I mean, he flies around and catches on fire. Like, I, I, why, I why does he have to be buff too? I don't know. I <laughs> maybe not like buff, but definitely a little filled out. Yeah, well, they could give him steroids. I mean, Marvel's got money. <laughs> um. I think that uh ooh, um what's his name? I wouldn't mind like a Zach Efron too. Cause he's 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 got the comedy chops, he's ripped as hell. Um, but I think he though he is kind of I guess he's a little short maybe. So I was gonna suggest uh Pablo Schreiber, or forgive me if I said Schreiber, uh he was Mad Sweeney in American Gods or Porn Stash in Orange is the New Black. Oh but if you watch Porn him- Stash he was oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. but if you watch him in American also in gods, defending jacob I think was he was, i think so he did a great job in american gods like i didn't know he can be uh funny and like kind of like he, he it was definitely different because when i saw him as porn stash i could not see him as anything else but he totally had me convinced in uh in american gods oh it's like this dude can act i, I think, think he's, he's, my only objection to him would be i think he's a little too old if, especially if they're going to mm. do a bunch of these, right? Like, again, with Hank from Breaking Bad, it's fine because he's, again, he's going to be mo- doing mostly voiceover and then maybe Fantastic Four 2 comes out and they find a temporary cure. That's always a fun storyline to hit where, you know, he unthings himself. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, but I have to be the thing because the team needs me. And then they, you know, they, then he turns back and then he has a blind girlfriend. Remember that? Do you ever see underneath the rock? He actually has like fleshy, like as of recently, I think the Hulk busted through his rock, and you can see like the fleshiness inside. It's pretty gross. Yeah, that's pretty gross. You guys, wow. should, you guys should look it up. <laughs> I heard, I remember hearing about that when it happened. And I was like, uh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see his gross under rock skin. <laughs> It'd be funny. He was like, I had a dick this whole time. <laughs> I just need to bust through this rock. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, oh. I'm going to need three hours. Need don't bother me. Don't. don't a chisel, <laughs> a jackhammer, and a brush. And some jerkins. <laughs> um, oh, but then you have to do his hand, too. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't know. After after just discovering it in five minutes, he will, he'll be in his refractory period. Yeah. He's going to need some time. Yeah. He comes out, he's not as angry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what are we doing? Maybe we should just talk to Dr. Doom. You know, he seems like a cool seems guy. Right, that you jerked off. What the hell? 
You definitely drink. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. She's so much more relaxed. She's got one like fleshy hand. It's like, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, how about how about Mr. Fantastic? I think we can all agree John Krasinski is a pretty good choice. It seems like it's like again, it's believed so much yeah. that that's what's it's out be. in the ethos. And so do you think Emily Blunt would be um uh, Mrs. Fan uh Sue Storm? I mean like Invisible Woman. I feel like with the movies they've done, what was it? Um ugh, Quiet Place. Quiet Place. Like you I feel like you got a good working team, like you know, that it's going to be good if it's both of them. I'm not necessarily sold on them being there, but I just feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, mm. you have to have the chemistry, and uh, it's believable. Yeah, and then they just they can cast one of their children as Franklin, <laughs> uh, Franklin Richards. I don't then, think they're going to do the kids. Then, then they just get like they just get fucking three paychecks for every movie. Yeah, it's a smart investment. Wow, yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> Are we going to get Herbie too? Herbie, yeah. That'd be interesting. I think uh, I I don't remember where I read it, but someone was there was a rumor out there that they were going to start with Franklin Richards being born already, which is kind of weird because he's like one of the most powerful super OP. Yeah, one of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. Oh uh, wait, the son? Yes. No, they can't do that. Yeah, he's like the strongest. What is he? He creates like pocket universes, right? Something like that. Yeah, he's one one of those. One of those that uh, care, yeah, omega level. level, yeah. Where they, I feel like he's one of those guys where they, they just write something down and send in the comic book, and then later they're like, mm, that might have been a mistake. <laughs> like when Scarlet Witch is like, oh, she can alter reality. You're like, hmm, that could have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I know she goes crazy and she wipes out all mutants. You know, it's one of the, one of those things that, in retrospect, like it leads to some cool, interesting stories, but it's also like. Well, if he's just there every time, then he could just solve all the problems. I feel like it's going to be really rough if they write him in. It's going to yeah. be very, very hard to get the audience to believe it. But I don't know. Because yeah. they still haven't even done mutants yet. So they would have to make like make him an inhuman, probably. Yeah. But can they do mutants now since they... They can now. Yeah, I think so. Technically. Because they own Fox. Right. It's just going to be an interesting how they introduced them because you know? agents of shield was leaning so heavily on the inhumans mm-hmm. well so, yeah everything was even, even this uh avengers this game, game that yeah. we're playing yeah which is i was wondering like is that why they're laying the groundwork for the inhumans so like they well so they've been working it. on this game for like five years or something wow. like that because dennis our friend dennis played it at crystal dynamics like five years ago oh wow um four or five years ago something like that and so that's why you have things like the Inhumans in it, right? And then... The Terrigen stuff. A lot of Terrigen stuff. It couldn't be mutants. There's no mention of the X-Men anywhere yeah. in there, even though they mention other other Marvel properties. Um, it's because they didn't, at that point, own everything. <laughs> Which is coming out, you know. But they did say eventually that... Uh, Disney did say they're working on an X-Men. Yep. Like, so yep. We'll they are 100%. And, and so, I mean... God, so, seeing a new Wolverine is going to be the hardest one. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Gonna be tough. Yeah. I feel like everyone else would be fine. It's just seeing a new Wolverine. Fox was never great at like casting, but they got a couple of things right. With, yeah. Patrick um, Stewart. Patrick Stewart, as yeah. well as uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hugh Jackman, I think, was great. Um, um, and do, I, I do actually like go with his comic book height. Do you think they'll go and make, make him, him really short? 5'3. Well, I think I know Taron Egerton. Um, he has been, I don't like it. 
really petitioning for the job. Yeah, I don't but he's a short little guy, short little buff dude. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I'll just leave it. At, I don't know. I feel like no matter who gets put into that role, we're all going to be like, I don't know about this. And then it's, he's got to earn it. You know, it's, it's, it's such an iconic role that I think that whoever goes into it is going to know that. And they're going to have to really do guys. I just had a great idea. (laughs) The guy who played Han Solo in the solo movie as what? As Wolverine. Don't you think he would look cool as Wolverine? No. With big old, like, sideburns? <laughs> no. Okay. Not rough. Rough. It hasn't gone through enough. I, I don't know. They need to have a rough edge on them. Yeah. It's got to get a guy who, like, smokes a pack a day or something. Or at least you know what's, you know what's play a guy who smokes a pack a day. When they got Hugh Jackman, no one believed. Because I didn't know what he looked like before Wolverine. But apparently he was skinny, gangly, yep. like, and did, like, just uh, theater stuff. Well, that's why he didn't really take a shirt off that much in the first movie. Because he was still working out. <laughs> then he started juicing. Then he started juicing. He's got so veiny. <laughs> He's just, um, but he, I mean, obviously became the role. And, you know. So he, I guess like. Is he the, he, does he hold the record now for the longest as one comic book character? I think so, right? Yeah, I guess he would have to. Because he's been like freaking. I well, I would say, well, him and Sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart, yeah, because yeah. they both were in the same movie. But but he he, he was also in roles. he was also in the Wolverine, and he was in um, Days of Future Past, which I guess Patrick Stewart was technically in too. But he was in the Wolverine and Wolverine Origins. So he would be the longest with most roles. But in terms of length, I guess it would be him and Sir Patrick because they both started in the same film. Mm, yeah, but role yeah, I guess. Also, also he was in first class for a cameo. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, I think he was. Uh, he told him to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck off. Um, that would be a tough, tough role to fill for sure. Um, but going back to Fantastic Four, I think John Krasinski is a good choice. Um, and then Emily Blunt, I think would be a, would be a kind of a no brainer. I think like a uh, trying to think like. A, could John Krasinski do the techno babble well enough, though? Well, he wasn't. Was it Jack Ryan? He did like when he would talk about like finances. And yeah, it seemed pretty. Uh, like he was talking about like some shit that I don't understand. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I, I, I believe him. I believe him. I don't know why. I don't know what he's talking about, but I believe. Him. Is he too good looking to be super smart? <laughs> yeah. No. See, I think I think he's right around an average. He's good got looking. that. You know, he's got that kind of quirky lankiness to him that I think would fit well. He, he does seem like a really tall have to guy. Stretch that much when they uh, do the CG. Plus, it'll be really like... funny when you know every once in a while with the uh, with the when they're talking to Mister Fantastic, he just looks into the camera and just kind of <laughs> does the little <laughs> the office look, <laughs> the little gym shrug. <laughs> Ooh, they should get they should get uh, Pam as fucking <laughs> Sue Storm. <laughs> The world needs it. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That would be that would be amazing. I don't think Jenna Fisher, I think her name is that I don't think they would actually do it, but god damn, that would be great. <laughs> um I think I think Zach Efron is definitely my pick for human torch. The more I'm thinking about it. Though I think I think uh I think maybe a Taron e- e- Egerton wouldn't be bad for that either. That wouldn't be bad, yeah. Yeah. Though I think Zach Efron has like the personality for it. He has like the he's already super buff on his own because he loves working out so much. How about Doctor Doom? That's that's a tough one. I'm gonna stick to what I said last time. Mads Mikkelsen. I don't care that he was already in Doctor Strange. 
Mads um, Nicholson would be great. He'd be great. And I think, honestly, you could do it because, especially if they don't do like a complete origin story. No, if he's just there if already just with the mask. fucking doomed up with the with the mask and everything, I think that would be uh, that would be pretty amazing. Who was the guy that was um, in Hateful Eight? Uh, or not hateful eight. Kurt Russell. No, You're right. Sorry. Kurt Inglor- Russell would be the perfect Doctor Doom. <laughs> I was gonna say Inglorious Bastards. Um, the guy that played the uh, the Nazi like. Um, Ooh. Um, oh, um, I know what you're talking about Chris Christoph Christoph Waltz. Yeah. yeah, could be a really good Doctor Doom. Yes. Oh my I agree. god, he would be amazing. Yes, that's my new answer. I think that's that's a good pick. Christoph Waltz would be really good. Um, Mads Nicholson's a good one too. I, I watched a little bit of that show Hannibal. Mm. Oh and, yeah, he's amazing. Man, he can he can evil monologue with the best of them oh, for yeah. sure. I think I think he do, he would do an amazing job. Also at that. in Valhalla, he was amazing and like he didn't have oh, many I didn't, lines. I didn't watch that one. Um, uh, ooh, you know what? I think the guy from, well, now raised by wolves, but also. Um, Vikings, the main. Oh guy. yeah, actually, yes. I think he, I agree. He would actually be good. He's got he's got like the Iceland. What is he Icelandic or Swedish? Or? He's one of those northern, <laughs> northern European. <laughs> um, he's got the cool accent, but he's also like very intense. Yeah, he's got and he's got crazy eyes. Like yeah, he's got mm. he's got he's got the crazy eyes. <laughs> like Steve Zissou. Did you ever watch that one? No. <laughs> it was like, it but was no, I actually agree Bill with, Murray. I think I, I think I that agree. would be a good one. I like that one a lot. That would be good. And uh, and honestly, he's young enough where if they wanted to do mocap or something like that, it wouldn't be the worst. You know, mm. he could. I feel like he could still do it and do several movies. He definitely has that. He can snap at any fucking moment. Yes. Like look, like he could go crazy. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things that he did so well in um, uh, Vikings was he would go from being like, "Hey, everybody's friend," and just like go berserk on somebody. Yeah. Uh, you sh- what's his name? You should look his name up. I forget. Look up "Raised by Wolves." He- he'll be one of the first guys who pops up on there. I was so happy when he popped up on the show. Who else is in Fantastic Four that they would do in like an Origins movie? That probably Mole Man. Mole Man. Okay, who would who would play Travis Fimmel? Travis Fimmel. Who would play Mole Man? I mean, Danny DeVito. Dan- I was gonna say Danny, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. like so then i came out of the ground and i started blasting <laughs> or joe pesci younger Ooh, joe pesci joe pesci younger joe he's, pesci he's retired though right um, the irishman he just did the irishman but i don't think he has enough of a sense of humor i think danny devito is up for anything he is <laughs> some of the things they get him to do as frank reynolds is amazing and i think the world's better for it i think <laughs> oh my god okay so perfect casting let's say Let's narrow it down. John Krasinski, Emma, em, Emily Blunt. I almost said Emma Stone. She would not be good. No. <laughs> uh, Emily Blunt. Uh, Hank from Breaking Bad is the thing. And Zach Efron is Human Torch. And then either Christoph Waltz or Viking Guy for uh, Doctor Doom. Even though Mads is he's out because he was in Doctor Strange. I think they could do it. I don't think they would do it. No, though. I don't think You know what would. I mean? Because I he didn't... I, I don't remember the end of Doctor Strange, but I don't think it's he I don't think he's hundred percent dead plus he didn't it's magic. Die. He's just stuck with Dormammu in the other dimension. Yeah. I think uh you know you know, uh we could save Christoph Waltz because he needs to be in there somewhere. He's too good of an actor to not be in it. But I feel like they could make him into like uh 
they could make him into like uh, Galactus or something like that. So sidetrack one more time. He's just got a huge chin, you know, and it would poke out of the purple disco I forgot suit. to ask, but we were talking Wolverine. Keanu Reeves has always wanted to play. He's too old. He's too old. He's too old. It would have been great, but he's too old. Um, and that's that's one of those things that I've I've started trying to think about when we're thinking about these perfect castings of movies and stuff is like, who's going to be down to do like at least three to four movies? Because that's what they're do- doing with almost everyone now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's young enough who they can deal with the not eating and working out 20 hours a day, you know? Christian Bale could, but... Christian Bale, <laughs> he could, but... And he would. He would just... Who do you think... They they said he's going to be in a Marvel movie. Who do you think they're going to put him as? Hmm. Ooh. I, I mean... I remember having a good idea for it, but I can't remember. A lot of people were saying he's going to be the next top villain. Um, Kang, in, like Galact- Kang the Destroyer yeah. or something? I think he might be an interesting Adam Warlock. You beat me to it. Oh, I was nice. gonna say that. I, th- I hey, mean, he's not, he's not top villain. Warlock's a n- no, oh, but no, no, no. but uh, what's his name? His Magus or Magus or whatever. His altered. Hmm. I think he has the acting range to jump between those two really well. Um, but yeah, I think th- I, I don't you think know. they're gonna go back to war- to Adam Warlock. I, mean, I don't they, know. They I left, hope so. They left the little egg bake thingy and like the yeah, but egg. but you know his whole deal was part of being part of Infinity Watch and you know like he's tied to the stones. I primarily. honestly thought he was gonna pop in like last minute and be like one of the last ones to come in to save the day, and then they didn't do it. I was really shocked. So I'm wondering now if they're just gonna drop it or if yeah. I wouldn't. Thread. I wouldn't put it past them for making them in Guardians Three. Guardians Three maybe, but. and just have them deal with. Maybe just dealing with Magus or Mag. It's hard to because it's just I've only ever seen it printed. I I don't know. I would say Magus. Yeah, I'd probably say Magus. Magus. Um, It, but he's also supposed to be like a mage, right? Because he's a warlock and a mage. Um, But anyway, uh, I think they could make a whole, um, a whole movie just about them dealing with this this bad guy Magus. And um, and then they team up with this other guy Warlock to try to find them, and then it's it's constantly going back, and then you find out that it's it's actually uh, Magus at the end that he's the same guy. But when we put it that way, I feel like Christian Bale might not be the best because that those movies are so funny. Sinister. S- sinister. I think he could be Mister Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Oh, that maybe. would be pretty cool. Well, you think they'll go that route, like uh... or Doctor Doom for that matter. Oh, actually, yeah, he wouldn't be he, that bad. Might not be a du- if he bad does his British accent. I don't know. If- <laughs> yeah, his Latvian accent. He's been working on it. <laughs> Mister Sinister would be really cool, though. You think they'll go into genetics and manipulation? I mean, oh, actually, that they, might be. They a good do way. have to introduce mutants. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that might be a good way of introducing mutants if he like, yeah, fucked up and like he created them by accident. Yeah, he's he's been doing experiments forever, and it's been getting into the water. The and then the mutant gene manifests something. Yeah, that might not be bad. I, I, for some reason, I heard a rumor that they, or maybe he was really in a sh- in one of the movies, um, Black Tom Cassidy. Was that in Jugger with? Um, um, he was in um, a Deadpool two, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. Um, he was one of the prisoners in in the prison with Deadpool and the little kid. Oh, that's the one he kept saying like, what, he was making like racist jokes about him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, <laughs> he's like that guy's not not even black. He's yeah. white. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. I rewatched it the other day. Such a good movie, dude. It's so so good. good. He was one of those guys that we should have mentioned last time about, well, we do it in, in passing, but perfectly cast for that movie. Ryan Reynolds is just. I don't think they'll ever bring a Deadpool back or back in the MCU. I don't think they'll do it. You I don't re- think so? I really want to see it, but <sighs> I would love to be- see that juggernaut versus like Hulk. Yeah, for <sighs> sure. But like. And I Colossus, think- just like a big brawler. Yeah, we also have a thing. I don't a know thing. if they'll have Ooh, their own spinoff movie. Or like just even like a even like a digital short where it's all of them like working out together. But to have Deadpool not kill people in the MCU or not do like really fucked up jokes, it's either they're gonna really water him down but we're not gonna like it, or they're gonna have to just swallow him like we need to make an yeah. R rated MCU. Well, I think I think the way they could do it, which we might have brought up before, but I think the way to do it is that he shows up in, say, an X-Men movie. I think that's a logical place for him to show up. Um, I doubt he would ever be in an Avengers movie just because of the gravity of those movies. You know, yeah. it's hard to be too jokey. But he shows up in an X-Men movie, and he realizes that he can't curse or kill people. And he breaks the fourth wall. He's like, what, what is this? You know, I can't – I can't – you know, I keep trying to say – I keep trying to say okay, fudge, that, that, fudge. That could be funny. And then he, he, you know, he, and then he tries killing people, and he's just like winging people left and right. He's like, "What the hell, man! I can't hit anything." I would give that job to Taika Waititi. Yeah, that would be good. That would Fuck be yeah. amazing. Fuck yeah, that that would be that's the way to go. Watch two, three years, you're gonna see that that pops up and it's like <laughs> Kevin Feige, That'd be ner- amazing. Nerds of Friends, number one fan. We love you, Kevin. I would love to see like just how. Because they're so opposite, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Like in even in not a whole movie, but like even in a couple scenes. Just because you know, you got the Boy Scout and the fucking guy who takes nothing sacred, and they're like, you know, their scenes would be great. There would be great chemistry there, but I don't think they'll ever fucking do it. Yeah, that'd be kind of a tough one, just because you know, Sony's Spider-Man deal is so dicey. You know, like it's- to see like Deadpool like decapitate someone in front of this high school kid. He's like, yeah. What the- like just yeah. seem like stuck. Yeah, that's one of those things where I think I think the Marvel and Disney parentage, like they won't let it happen just because they don't want a sacred character like Spider Man, who Spider Man is a character who sells a shit ton of toys, mm. and it, he's got to always be a kid friendly hero. You know, as much as we would love to see that, because they do it they, in the comics. In the comics, it, it's great. Right. Right, but most little kids aren't even reading comics. They don't know how to read anymore. They just Instagram and TikTok. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, I think that because of the merchandising aspect, I don't think they'd ever do that. But I, I could see him showing up uh, in like an X Men movie or an X Force movie um, or something like that. But I think it would the the way to play it is to have him realize that he can't curse and he can't murder people. Um, he just keeps like slashing and missing or. You know, people keep dying off screen and he, you know, breaks the fourth wall and kind of brings attention to it. I think. But I think they could do something certainly with like the X-Men, which they've very started to tiptoe into. But like some something focused around like the danger room or, um, you know, some something like that. I think he'd work in there. Yeah, totally. Those guys are a lot edgier um, or potentially even the Fantastic Four, because even Stan Lee was saying, you know, he was into making these characters. What was it? Um, uh, Heroes with hang ups. So, you know, like, you, you can't be perfect. Right. They gotta, I, I think they could ease into it. I think, that, I think they could. I, and I think, like, realistically, 
you could you could very easily still have his humor and his you know his edginess in a PG thirteen movie, um, and I don't think they'd be opposed to that. You get like four f bombs in a PG thirteen movie, four? right? Uh, something like something that. like that. Yeah, it's like one or two, but it's like I think that's totally fine um, to throw him in there. But it would be funny, I think, if he acknowledged it because everyone's gonna go into that movie thinking it. They're like, "Ooh, Deadpool's gonna be in it. How are they gonna do it? It's only PG thirteen, and he's just." <laughs> He just like, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think it could work if, you know, they make it a whole gimmick of like he cannot yeah. kill people and he's like pissed off about it. I could totally see that. Working. Yeah, I think that would be kind of. I would rather him have get an R-rated movie, but sure. well, be, I'm sure they'll I, do a Deadpool ex- three. That yeah. would be an acceptable, you know, um, and outcome. All, it could be just you know um, they do a Deadpool three and more of the X Men show up into it. You know what I mean? It could be. It could be a uh, crossing the other way rather than bringing him necessarily into like a Marvel Universe movie, bringing more characters from Marvel Universe into his movie as cameos or brief team ups or whatever. I think. I mean, I just think the X Men is an edgier, uh, yeah, uh, fr- franchise to begin with. I mean, sure. they had the whole. Well, X Two you know, is when we first saw Wolverine actually like murdering people. You know, yeah. so I think I think they could definitely do it. Plus. With you know, once they got into first class and stuff, there was there was some cool stuff in there. I like the X Men. I, I, I'm excited to see them. The last one was such a such a bummer way to end those the prequel uh, series. You're talking about Logan or no no Days Logan, Logan was fucking amazing. I'm talking about uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh sure, yeah, Dark Phoenix was a pile of shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would love to see. I don't know, uh, like. Like we saw, we got Day of, Days of Future Past. Yep. Uh, uh, Executioner song would mm-hmm. be would be great. Um, there, there's a lot of just great uh, storylines that you can I, go. The I'm, look, I'm looking like forward f- to a House of M because now House of M would be now they're gonna have all the key players in it. To you know, we'll have Wanda gradually going nuts. She could be uh, the next big villain in the Marvel universe too. You know, so. So for Phoenix, I think it would work if they just took her into space. Like if they did it with the Guardians of the Galaxy and just have it out instead of like this personality disorder that Jean Grey had. Like just make it a you know a galactic entity. Well, then she that, did have. I thought they did have it in in that last movie. Didn't they go up into space and that's where she got it? Or she always had it? No, in I her. think it was the same thing when she always. Oh, well, it? well, she had it in her at the end of Apocalypse because you see the Phoenix Force come out. But I think in the Dark Phoenix movie. She got it up in space because the alien people who they fought in that movie knew That's about That's how it. bad it was. It was a bad don't movie. Don't they watch it. Redcon of Apocalypse. Yeah. They could do that much better. But it could have been so much. I was so excited for it um, when it was coming out um, because of o- Oscar Isaacs um, and like all the people they said were going to be in it. And it just turned into shit. That's an actor that was wasted in a movie. Yeah, like, totally. They turned him into Ivan Ooze. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> well, I think that just about does it uh, for us. Uh, but where can people uh, buy shares of Fantastic Four number one and earn a piece of history, comic yeah, history? Definitely. Uh, check out mythicmarkets.com. Uh, the book dropped today. Um, it is available now. Hopefully still available uh, for you next week when you hear the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, there aren't many shares of this one this time, so get them fast. Get them fast. Own a piece of comic history. Um the first family of Marvel Comics. I think I think that's such a, it's such a cool company, which is why we not only do I love just talking to Star Trek with you, but <laughs> I think that's such a cool idea for your company as far as being able to own pieces of these like iconic comics. And ever since talking to you, this guy has been yeah. buying a shit ton of <laughs> comics. 
So eventually you'll bankrupt this podcast. So thank you for that too. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna get your sponsors in. Yeah, yeah exactly. We hint, we love you. Whenever you need to cool off from your nerdy <laughs> confession, I reach for a hint water. Delicious. Or if you need a boost while gaming, make this go away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get the vitamin water out of here. That sugary shit. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks, Joe, for coming by. You know, braving the terrible apocalyptic outside weather. Um, Christian, as always, you know, holding me down, coming up with some of those, uh, you know, key casting ideas for us. And to all the nerds out there, please like and subscribe. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you. And taste the hint. <laughs>